Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, dishing out tips and tricks on mindset, money, marketing, and media for your life and business, and where we talk to women about how they found their sweet spot. Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. I'm your host, Marsha Guerriere, and on today's episode, we'll be talking with Jay Halim Washington. He is our first he guest, and he's an author, motivational speaker, and corporate trainer, and I'm sure there's so much more we could learn from him about himself. So I can't wait for you guys to listen in on this conversation I have with our first male guest. It's going to be super exciting. You guys know how I love to start off the show by giving you tips and tricks that I've learned along the way in this entrepreneurial game. So today's tip is all about marketing. It's marketing for you and your business. I like to say, start marketing your product or service before you actually begin, especially if you're already in business and you are thinking of launching a new line, a new service. You know, my best marketing tip is really get yourself out there and do the research, the product development research that's necessary in order for you to kill it once you do your launch. From my experience as a business owner, you need to conduct extensive research so every business decision you make is backed by data. Y'all know I'm a business analyst and everything's all about the data, data, data. You can easily make assumptions on which features your target audience will want, but if you're not conducting market, competitor, and user research, you're going to be completely blind when you're rolling out your your new product or service. The chances of your product succeeding if you don't have a clear cut reasoning behind every move, your why are very slim. Many people use marketing only for promoting their products after a launch. That's a big mistake, especially if you're already in business, you have a customer base, you have a solid foundation for you to do some research and Marketing is not just about the promotion of your business. Marketing is understanding your field, your industry, and all that jazz, right? So that is your mindful, uh, your marketing tip of the day. We're going to take a quick break and come back with today's guest, Jay Halim Washington. He is an author, motivational speaker, and corporate trainer. We'll be right back. Her Sweet Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, bringing you amazing guests and content in mindset, money, marketing, and media. Get your pens and paper out because you never know when our guests will drop some 
real nuggets and those aha moments that I love to drop on you guys. So let me start by telling you a little bit about today's special guest. Jay Haleem Washington is the author of I Won't Starve and a nationally published and award-winning corporate and commercial photographer. Jay Haleem was born and raised in Newark, New Jersey, where his interest in being an entrepreneur was birthed. With more than 15 years of experience as an entrepreneur, his company, I Won't Starve LLC, provides education and training focused on entrepreneurship and career development. Oh wow, there's so much more to learn about him and I just wanna get right into it with him. Welcome everyone, Jay Haleem, how are you? How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Marsha. It is my pleasure. You are our very first male for the, our, our launch of the Her Sweet Spot Experience, so I thank you so much for being my number one. <laughs> wow, thank you so much for the honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I want to get right into it and really to get to the meat of there's so much that I left out because there's just so many good things within your resume that we could be talking about. Tell us more about Jay Haleem. Oh, well, you know, I am a uh, an entrepreneur, of course, that you talked about. Um, that's me. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I'm a gentleman who came up on the rough streets of Newark, New Jersey. Shout out to Newark. Anybody know about Brick City, you know, it's a, it's a rough town. There's no real nice areas there <laughs> to live, uh, especially when I was growing up. Um, well, I, I think Newark, Newark has changed a little bit. I have some friends in some very classy townhomes out there. I'm sure that they don't hang out in Newark. They're going right <laughs> over to the city <laughs> to hang out and come back home. They're going to go in the house real fast. <laughs> It's possible, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, when I left, I um, graduated high school. I became a felon not too long afterwards. And so I did end up graduating college, but I wasn't able to get the jobs that my degree warranted. So I had to immediately go into entrepreneurship, and I've been an entrepreneur ever since. That is so fantastic to hear that experience. So you actually got the degree that everybody's saying that we must have, right, to get a proper job. And so you have a degree, by the way, in uh, business administration with a concentration in uh, management and entrepreneurship, yet you weren't able to get a job, right? Well, I was able to get the jobs, but because of the background, my background, they wouldn't let me uh, work. I, I got hired, actually literally three different jobs hired me, brought me on, did the paperwork, uh, when my background came back a couple weeks later, they all had to let me go. So um, I was qualified, overqualified for some very good career positions. However, um, you know, my background prevented them from moving forward with me as a candidate for hire. So um, right. I just went ahead on and started my own business. Wow. So I'm going to take a venture. I haven't read your book, I Won't Starve. Tell us what that is about. Oh, well, um, I Won't Starve talks about from 2000, my wife from 2008 to 2017. Um, my wife and I were, we were hugely impacted by the Great Recession. We lived in the Washington, D.C. area at the time. My wife lost a um, very lucrative job on Capitol Hill. Of course, I was an entrepreneur and I sold my company to make sure that we were okay. 
moved up to South Carolina where we went to college, um, moved back there because it was a little bit cheaper um, than living in D.C. to raise a family and take care of kids. We had to start over from scratch. Of course, this is the place I became a felon. And so it was a lot harder for me to get a job again, even though it was years later. And so I ended up having to take an $8 an hour job um, at that particular time. But I worked for a year and then I left the job. And um, that's why I Won't Starve was born. Uh, it was just a mantra at that time because everybody said, hey, you kind of got on your feet. You got a job. You started doing some things. Why would you leave the job now? And I, that was my, my mood to them and saying, hey, I won't starve. And right. I started that mantra. And then it became a movement. And by 2017, I created, you know, um, something called I Won't Starve Experience. And it's a workshop, entrepreneurial development workshop to teach other individuals that's trying to start a business or go from being a full-time employee to being a full-time entrepreneur, just teaching the path. So that's when it became a message. And so this is where we, where we are right now. I love the I Won't Starve experience. And while this will be airing sometime later on in 2020, we are actually taping um, in March of 2020 during a very unprecedented time uh, with this uh, uh, COVID-19 happening in our country and our country having to be like shut down basically. And, you know, this is not the question I was even going to ask, but because part of your story talks about the time um, when we were going through a great recession, what advice can you give someone right now about rebounding and really pushing back? Because I'm assuming this is this may be airing sometime in May, and from what they're saying in the media and from the governors, at least here in New York, and our president, this this may go on for a couple of months, for several months. So what are like just some, a quick tip or motivation you could give to someone right now about um, bouncing back? Well, you know, the beautiful thing about it is my book talks about two um, of these instances that I went through myself. So of course, everybody in the nation went through the uh, Great Recession in 2008, between eight and um, 2012. Yep. However, here in Columbia, South Carolina, we went through a, a thousand year flood experience in 2015. And wow. um, we, we were all impacted for you know the state of South Carolina, but definitely here in Columbia, it made national news. A bunch of people died. Um, it was just a, a freak scenario that happened. So, you know, businesses were affected at that time as well. And I talk about that in my book. Um, what I tell people now is this is a time where you definitely don't want to panic and also start looking for opportunities because when we real entrepreneurs see problems, see problems as opportunities and we're looking for the solution, not just right. seeing problems as problems like everyone else. So we have different eyes. We have different um, hearts. We have a different mindset about how you approach things. So if you are a true entrepreneur, you'll start looking for the opportunities in this problem, in this time, in this problem time. You're so right. Uh, I, I, I am a full-time employee and I, as you guys listening know, I work from home full-time for my company and then also for myself. And I've been preparing myself for these type of situations forever and ever. And I think, you know, what you said is so right. We entrepreneurs look at problems as like, ooh, opportunities, how can we, and how can we make impact too, right? In this opportunity that we have to make change and, and to what kind of impact are you making? What are some special things? But wait, tell us where we can get your book first because 
anyone listening who is going through some things happening because of this COVID-19, they need to grab that book. And do you talk about how people can rebound on how your personal experience, how you and your family yes. Uh, rebounded? Yes, yes, we, we, we did. Um, and first, you can get my book primarily on my website, um, jhaleem.com. That's J-H-A-L-E-E-M.com, as well as on every platform um, in digital and in paperback. So um, Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, any digital platform, my book is on there. Just put on I Won't Starve. It'll be the first thing to pop up. Excellent. Um, so they can, they can get it there. And we're actually running a special. I don't know when they're going to get it, but um, different times we run specials on the digital copy. They'll have it for $5.99 or $2.99, depending upon what's going on. For other individuals, just download it. If they have Kindle, they can get it for free. They can just download it for free. So if you have Kindle, Excellent. unlimited. Excellent. So, um, so a part of it, what happens, see, I tell people my story. My first... Um, with, with the uh, recession, we were, I, I panicked and we moved immediately. I sold mm -hmm. my business, we moved. That what was business wrong. were you in, if I, can I ask? Oh, I ran a commercial cleaning business. And okay. so we had, you know, contracts, different places, and um, up all through the D.C., Washington, D.C. area, actually from Delaware all the way down to Virginia. So I was able to sell this company in pieces just, and, you know, we kind of panicked because we saw things was happening. And so coming into 2015, five years later, um, we were like, okay, we're going to ride this out. And actually, I was able to see the opportunities in it. Um, as you talked about me being a commercial photographer, well, here in my city, I was able to work directly with the mayor of the city and pretty much every photo that he was in when he was doing work, you know, most cities, neighboring cities come over to help you. So we had people from Charlotte people from Birmingham, Alabama, different cities coming to get relief. And my images were the ones that they were seeing on the newspaper or on the news through that situation. So if I would have picked up and ran or did something then, I wouldn't have never got myself in the position that I'm, I'm in now. My business took off after that. And so in this space, I'm a whole, in a whole lot better situation like five years later to ride out a storm. Right. But because I made the bad decision the first one, I stuck out the second one, learned a lot, and now going through this one, we're pretty much kind of coasting. Right. So you are dropping like too many. My questions are coming like fire, and I don't have that much time to get them all out. So I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, and boom, you had a skill set that enabled you to create a new business, which is photography, mm -hmm. right? So you use your passion or your skill set for that, and you boom connected network with the right people, which was the, um, the mayor, I think you said, right. Mm -hmm. And boom, there goes a new business. I am loving what we're talking about right now. I have a question for you, but I'm going to save that for after the break. We're just going to take a quick break, Jay Haleem and be right back. This is really great. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Welcome back to the Hearst Week Spot Experience. We are here with our guest, Jay Haleem. And before the break, you were blowing my mind with the nuggets that you're dropping on us and the small things I picked up in our conversation. And so I just want to go back to when you talked about uh, the business, the commercial cleaning business that you sold. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a question for you. Did you, at the time, 
when you were running your business, did you have an exit strategy or were you just reacting? Oh, I was just reacting. I mean, the, the, it was very volatile at the time. I mean, I had lost a couple contracts due to this situation. You know, people start to, hey, this is an extra expense. So, you know, um, I remember having a huge contract with T-Mobile at an office building in Maryland. And they were just downsizing. They were going to another building, someone else's building, as opposed to having their own building right. due to these situations. So stuff like that happens. And, you know, when my wife lost her job, she had an extremely lucrative job working on Capitol Hill. And she lost her job, like, in no time. It was like March, this around this time, it was like first of the month, you're not going to have a job, no severance packs, no nothing. So we're young, we panicked. And we have a young child at the time. And it was like, all right, well, let me make sure that we're good. And so let me start selling off what I have. And right. we'll have a lump sum of money. And then we'll go someplace else and make it happen. That type of thing. So for me, um, later on, the maturity of, in business set in in the next crisis. And then talking about marketing, just maybe six months prior to that happening, I really started understanding where I wanted to take my business by doing the market research, start understanding where I I wanted to go as a photographer. Mm -hmm. And so I had just started going into the cor corporate and commercial space and which put me in, in the same alignment with the people who work right alongside with the mayor. And so when the time hit, I was the person who they called at that, in that time and space, because I put my, I aligned myself and made the decision the way I was going to actually go with my you business. See? And you did that, not necessarily to get uh, 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 an exchange and the quick dollar in that moment, but you knew long term that strategy to align yourself with the right set of people was going to pay off big time for you. Well, you know, I just started understanding more in business that it's about knowing who you want to, who your who your target market is and your target audience is. You know, as a photographer, you know that's something that everybody feels like they can do until you get to another upper echelon of it. You know, everybody has a camera, everybody got a, 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 a camera. Um, so when they had their cell phones and stuff like that. So when you get to the upper echelon, it's really not as easy as you think. Right. And there's not a lot of people playing in that, in that realm in the corporate and commercial space. So how you might see people trying to do weddings, trying to take pictures of people, families and all that other good stuff. But when you actually transcend that space, you're you're playing on another field a level and you're not seeing a lot of people there and i started doing that through my research and i said this is the place where i could do this full time and actually take care of my family and get the revenue that i'm looking for i love it do you have an exit strategy today of course i mean well i, I run multiple businesses now i actually you know with photography again that that was you know i i realized that it really wasn't a business it was just my job right um, you know, it, that was that was my high income skill, and I still I still do it. I mean, we just got finished shooting the Nike campaign, we shoot for um Save the Children, <laughs> we shoot for you know uh, multiple situations, national campaigns and things like that. But that's something that I do. But running I Won't Starve was the exit strategy. Becoming a speaker was is, is a part of the exit strategy. You know, in the last seven years, I became four different things outside of being a photographer. So I'm a small business coach actively, you know, with multiple clients. Right. So this was all a situation, you know, and I teach my people is not about what you want, it's about what you become. So, you know, using that space, you know, that was my skill that no one could take away from me that I can travel with. But when I started becoming more and growing, I started marketing myself in another, another light. Excellent. This is so awesome. 
Jay Helene, what three pieces of advice would you give to our listeners that are in that transition, especially one who ha- who who's experiencing this 2020 shift? Well, like I said, first, don't panic, you know, um, but you got to be calm in situations like this. It's very, very hard to make sound decisions when you're not calm and you, and you don't have, you're losing your wits about you. So you got to, you know, see clearly. And then, you know, you got to have your destination in mind. You know, a lot of times, you know, I like for me, when I made my mistakes back before, I didn't know where we were going. I just was playing defense. And sometimes you, when you, when you got your head right, you know that offense might be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your offense is the best defense. But if you don't have your destination in mind, it won't dictate to you what you want to do. And then also take the focus. After you get what you want, start looking and listening what the people want. Because a lot of times, we, like right now, we might have this grand idea, well, people definitely going to need this, but go find out. Go ask. Go do the market research and find out what people actually need and provide that service or give them that product. Right. It goes back to my tip at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do, do your research beforehand. Marketing doesn't start after you launch. It definitely starts, you know, with your idea. You should be at every life cycle of your business, you should be thinking about what your clients are looking for. I love it. So stay calm, have your destination, and listen to what the people want. Those are three pieces of advice you got today from Jay Helene. Tell me now, what do you wish you had known before you had to become an entrepreneur? What what, What do you wish you'd known before you started? Um, I don't wish I would have known anything else because everything came in its proper time. I just wish I was patient. You know, as a kid, Ooh. I started very, very young um, in entrepreneurship and I was very impatient. And, um, you know, trying to tell, teach other entrepreneurs, especially younger entrepreneurs, to just wait. It's coming, you know. And a lot of times it comes a whole lot faster than you believe. But, you know, again, when we talk about my story, again, 2013, I literally took an $8 an hour job. Now I run four businesses. So, is this is not a long time right so, you know what i'm saying and, and and people won't believe that you know they won't think that oh it'll take seven years but well, this was happening we just came into 2020 this was already happening within six years so that's not a long time to it's do not. that you know it's like going back to college people are like oh i don't have four years before you know it you blink and it's over Exactly. So, you know, that's, that was my issue. I, I realized that someone asked me that a couple of years ago and, you know, that was my thing. I just was extremely impatient. That made, that forced me to do some bad things in, in the past, just rushing, never was a bad guy, just impatient, wanted something to happen now. And so it made, you know, irrational decisions and, you know, being patient has helped me out tremendously as I, you know, gotten a little bit more mature. I'm just being patient and letting things happen and just continuously moving in the right direction has helped me out tremendously. Yes, I, 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 that's the biggest thing, the number one thing that I talk to my clients when they come to me and they come to me on fast mode, I say, if you're gonna work with me, you gotta slow it down because it don't mm-hmm. happen that fast. Nothing happens overnight just because you saw, and you know, I call it, I call it the Missy Elliott um, syndrome. You know, people didn't know Missy Elliott until <laughs> she came out with her own record. And then it's like, oh, she must be new. No, baby. She was behind the scenes making hits well before she became her own upfront success. So you you may see someone who's rocking it and they came out of nowhere in your view. 
but you don't know what the journey they've been through to get where they're going. So right. Yeah. Right. Be patient and slow it down. Jehalim, what are what are some of the re what motivates you? Who motivates you? What motivates you? What books? What TV shows? If you because I watch a lot of you know CNBC business entrepreneurship shows. What do you What do you? I read. I'm an avid reader. Um, I love reading. Um, history motivates me. You know, um, in business business history. You know, so I study the greats. I read books that's a hundred years old. You know, I love to find out that they were still having the same problems that we had then and the same solutions that they had then. You know, um, if I, if I, another regret, I wish I read more when I was young. <laughs> right. And, and I read a lot now and it's just amazing because it, it's nothing new under the sun and people are not, they're not hiding the information from us. It's really just there in a the book. And so the more I started to read and, to, and, and grow and do the personal development, it's, it's been amazing for me. My business and my life has changed tremendously. So, you know, um, that's, that's what motivates me. You know, of course, I'm, I'm self-motivated. You know, you should be, if you're a great entrepreneur, you should be self-motivated. Right. Um, but the books and everything like that have brought the discipline. Of course, I have a family. So, you know, um, my responsibilities keep me grounded and make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But I've always been self-motivated. I think that, you know, that's the only true motivation coming from inside. And, um, you know, we can, as a motivator, I, I pick up on what you have and try to take you to another level, but I still got to drop you off at some point. Right. And my goal is to give you some tools to be disciplined so that you, so when, you know, times like this happen, when there's a whole lot of reasons for you to lose motivation and lose focus, you know, you can still be disciplined and still keep the regimens going and still keep the great habits about you. Right. Excellent. Oh, we could talk like, all day. I'm um, <laughs> really having a great time talking to Thank you. you. So great you're, just dropping it, you're just dropping it on us and that's what I love. But this is a perfect time, you know, while you melded it out with the motivation to go into a break. Her Sweet Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. been such a pleasure talking today to our first male guest of the season thank you jay haleem uh <laughs> it's been real great talking to you thank you likewise i hope when we start something you know we gotta get the fellas in there i know i i i'm i'm excited i generally don't push it that way but who draws to me is who catches me and i'm so happy you caught us and uh gave us a shout <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy about this. We got to cross. We got look. When we live in Colombia, the women are killing us. They're killing us in business. So you know, I appreciate you. <laughs> it's our time. It's our time. So now is the time of the show where I want to get your feedback in a segment that I call "In the News." I'm going to talk to you, Boo. Talk to you about a um, news article that I read and get your feedback on what the author is saying. Are you ready? Mm hmm. Awesome. So today's in the news segment 
comes to you from an article that I found at in um, www.lifemarketing.com. That's life with a Y, marketing.com. It is six highly profitable marketing strategies for your business. Let's get going. Number one, search engine optimization. The article says SEO, as it's called, is one of the most important marketing strategies for small business. SEO is the process of optimizing your site structure and content to make it easier for search engines to crawl or read uh, your website by making small changes to your site and developing content that focuses on relevant keywords. You can work to rank higher on the search engine results page. The higher you rank on Google, the more opportunities you will have to drive new traffic to your site. Uh, what are your thoughts and feedback on search engine optimization? Oh, no, I, I agree. Um, I love it. I just don't think it's the end all be all for every uh, business. And I think it's kind of, you know, um, for me, I, I teach people when you have a uh, business, you sell and steal, you know, search engine optimization kind of doesn't matter. Right. You know, this is something that you got to kind of shake hands and kiss babies to make those million dollar deals. Right. Um, and so I just want people to understand SEO, but understand that marketing means making yourself aware, not just aware online, but aware of the players. And a lot of those old men who got the money to spend that type of money are probably not online. Um, you got to go out and still talk to people and shake their hands and create your own optimization, <laughs> you know. Right. So I'm a fan of that. Agree. Oh, so number two on the list for of six highly profitable marketing strategies for a small business, according to lifemarketing.com, is content marketing. Content marketing is at the center of most marketing strategies for small businesses. Content marketing is the process of creating and publishing quality content that is relevant to your target audience and provides some time of value for readers and viewers. The key to developing a great content marketing is knowing what your audience cares about most, including their greatest challenges, needs, and desires. Jay Helene, what do you say on that? Again, I don't disagree about content marketing. Content is king. Um, again, it's about who you're marketing to. You know, um, there's still people who want you to drop an ad or put something in the newspaper or a magazine or um, some other type of platform. And that's still content. So, you know, I think a lot of it is internet-based. And for the internet-based companies or content-based companies, I think that that's absolutely right. But we deal with um, different companies. A lot of those other companies run our lives. You know, Walmart kind of run our lives, and they, they do that by and keeping. Doing it this week. <laughs> yes, and they do that by keeping their doors open. They do that by when they want to sell something fast, they put it at the front of the store. They don't, you know, it's not. It doesn't have to drop it in your email. They just put it at the front of the store, or they yeah. just properly position it when you walk in the store. So you go in there to buy some eggs, and you come out there with $15, $20 worth of stuff, that's still content marketing. They're taking the content and putting it right in front of your face. So it's just so many, and I look in, I'm looking at the greats, and you know, this is the greatest retailer that we have, and this is what they're doing, you know, um, 
to to win, not just you know the people that's playing in the space. And then when the social media platform changes the algorithm, that changes, and then you're just going through this whole thing. How could you get right directly through to it? So right. um, I, I like to tell my people both sides. I like it. Number three of the six highly profitable marketing strategies for a small business, according to LifeMarketing.com, is PPC advertising also known as pay-per-click advertising is a type of online ad model that allows small businesses to apply their ads to people searching online for relevant products and services pay-per-click works just like it sounds you pay each time a consumer clicks on your ad content though facebook and other ad platforms use the pay-per-click model we are going to focus on pay-per-click ads that are displayed on Google and other searches. And the article talks more about um, the Google uh, pay-per-click um, and search engine capabilities, which you guys could go out there and find yourself. But what do you think about paid advertising? I love paid advertising. It's the only real advertising. <laughs> um, Way to go. <laughs> It's different. Um, I mean, pay per click is a is a is a great a viable option. You know, I used to use that. I blog for a long time as well, and I actually you know earned a good amount of money off of pay per click ads. But um, I use ads all the time on social media. I actually use real ads as well. You know, I work with the radio stations. I work with you know television. I work with everybody. You know, so that that's why I say paid advertisement is the only advertisement. So I'm I'm a supporter of that. Yes, I have done all types of advertising, print, radio, and some television. So I am all about the paid advertising space. Number four of the six highly profitable marketing strategies for small businesses, according to lifemarketing.com, is Facebook advertising, which we just spoke about. According to Facebook, there are 2 million small to medium-sized businesses advertising on their social media platform. And that should come as no surprise, given that Facebook ads are one of the most effective and least expensive way to advertise your products to nearly any niche audience. I guess, you know, when you're trying to reach a new audience, the Facebook advertising does help in that sense. What do you, what do you think about Facebook in particular? Yeah, I, I agree. I use it all the time. It's very inexpensive. <clears throat> but, but with saying that, I would tell people, uh, tell your audience that that doesn't mean spend $5, you know, just because they say that, because you're really not going to get what you want to get spending $5 just because right. they allow you to spend $5. Right. So we have to think, you know, think about this thing. I know some of our greatest marketers, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuks of the world and Tal Lopez and those people, these are people who spend you know, $700 a day, they have that type of money. But so if they're spending $700 a day on in Facebook, you should be trying to spend five to $700 a month or um, try to put a percentage of what you your, what you want to make and uh, carve out 10 to 20% of that to advertise it now, how you want to wrap that up Facebook or not. But um, Facebook is very, very good. And um, I, I use it every day. So I'm, I'm, with, I'm with that. It's all about the return, what, what you expect to make in return for um, what you put out. And if you're, yeah. you, you're um, you should know that 10% at least should go towards your marketing. 
I'm, I'm, ama- I'm amazed that new entrepreneurs who want to make $100,000 don't want to invest $10,000. It's crazy. <laughs> spread, spread out. It's 12 months that you want to make this $100,000. Why, why don't you invest in yourself and in your business uh, in that way? Yeah. What are you going to do? Number five in the six highly profitable marketing strategies for small business, according to lifemarketing.com, is social media marketing. Using social media channels to reach and engage your target audience is no longer an option, it's a must. Rather than asking yourself if you should be active on social media, you should be asking yourself how many times and resources you plan to devote to growing your social media audience and fostering your relationships with leads and customers. I can't say more about whether you do it or you get someone else, you hire someone else to do it, you gotta engage like a real person. This We're now in a, in a world of social distancing. So everybody's social media game should be up right now. What do you think? Um, I, I'm sorry, I gotta disagree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Yeah, it all depends on the business. And this is business. Now, I think yeah, that- it depends on the business. You're absolutely media, right. Social, yes, I think social media is great. I've always loved, you know, me living away from home. I spent so much time back in Newark. Even though I moved away from Newark, my family's still there. I go home. I'll be there next month, God willing, with everything going on. Mm-hmm. But I plan on being there next month. And um, it's good to be able to see what my little cousins are doing. You know, everything is going on. That's great. But business, every business does not need social media. You're right. You're right. Doesn't need social media. And I love it because I've made a lot of money doing the commercial cleaning um, business. And I've never got a job off of social media when I was doing that. And we we were doing six, we had a six figure company multiple times over. And we never did that off of social media. You know, you, you went out here, you met these people. They're not asking or looking for individuals on social media. And as a photographer, yes, I've made tons of money off of social media. But in that business, no, it didn't, it didn't nothing for me, you know, um, in that space. And again, I talk about the government. I do a lot of work with government entities. They don't even have social media platforms. They don't even allow their people to use social media. Right. And so how are you going to get business with them? You, you understand what I'm saying? So it all depends on that marketing that we talked about. And if you, if you go back and do the research and say, hey, my clientele is going to be government. You can't keep, you put all the Facebook ads out you want. But that's not going to help you with the government. You're going to have right. to go and go and through that channel that they want you to connect with them. So that's what why I would disagree with business. It's just all about the business that you have. But socially, I think everybody should have at least one or two accounts so they can keep in contact with individuals and things like that. You do need to engage. I do think that at the very least, you need to have a, a, a presence and so how often you should be posting is more so the question. Mm-hmm. But I, think, I do think that everybody, and right now, for, because of the social distancing, it's important that businesses that can no longer do that face-to-face networking and communication uh, really do use social media a little bit more. But now that's the new world, 2020. This, 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 this thing is really changing the way people will be living their lives and running their business from now on. You put, it, you put that into a good perspective. Now, that, now they need to understand which platform they need to use. Right. Because a lot of people are out of, you know, out of place, like a fish out of water. They don't know. They're probably on Facebook where they should be on LinkedIn. Or they're on right. LinkedIn they should be on Instagram. And so this is a, another opportunity for education. You know, somebody's going to need to know how to move in that space. 
um, now that you kind of have to in certain instances. So this is a good opportunity to educate. This is the time. So number six on the six highly profitable marketing strategies for small business, according to lifemarketing.com is email marketing. Email marketing is one of the best marketing strategies for small businesses. Most consumers are not going to purchase from your brand the first time they visit your site. That's why it's important to find ways to keep in touch with these customers, consumers after they leave. Once you have captured your visitors' contact information, you can nurture these leads and email marketing is a great strategy for lead nurturing. I, I love email marketing. I think it's fantastic, especially right now, going back to what you said about not being on social media, then absolutely you definitely need to communicate via email if you're, if you're not really in that social media. What do you think? I totally agree. I, that's number one on my list outside of just paying for an ad. Um, email marketing be number one on my list. Um, you know, if you're really in business, you check your emails more than your social media. I mean, you might be on there playing around, but people are paying attention to their emails. Nowadays, your email can be a money notification, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, and so you're always looking. I know I have a website, you know, I have an e-commerce set up. So I look forward to seeing a notification that something came through PayPal. They call it PayPal bling. <laughs> so, so people are looking at the emails. Again, I shop off of emails, you know, I go into a place, I'm going right back and see, oh, y'all just emailed me this morning, right? So yeah, I got it. I got this 20% there. I'm looking forward to that. And also, like I said, everybody, if so, if you're dealing with the government, if you're dealing with, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what age bracket, you can get to them in the emails. That's right. That's yeah, right. You can't find them on social media, but you can definitely reach them in their email. So I think that's number one. You know, it's not going anywhere. Jay, Helene, I am just like so bummed that we are out of time. And I think we even ran over time. Like I said, we just get so into it that I don't want to stop. But this is the end of our show. And can you tell us, before I let you go, tell everybody where they can find J. Helene Washington, again, how they could find I Won't Starve, your book, and how they could contact you if they want to hear more about from you. Um, my, you can find me on social media. Everything is I am J. Haleem. You know, that's on all my platforms, uh, except for LinkedIn is J. Haleem Washington, as well as uh, my website, www.jhaleem.com. Email info at jhaleem.com. You know, my web, everything is on my website. Of course, my book is on every platform that you can think of digitally. So no matter where you are, my book is in multiple countries now. People have bought it from all over, so you can get my book anywhere. I won't starve. All you got to do is Google it, and it'll pop right up. Um, it's an amazing read. It's a, it's a quick read. Everybody said, I had people 75 years old, so they read it in one day. <laughs> so it's a very, very good book, not just because, you know, myself and, you know, Tamika Sims is my scribe. She was a ghostwriter, but I call her scribe. Uh, Tamika Sims. It wasn't behind the scenes. I wasn't, you know, vain like that. I, I put it out there. I let everybody know who, who did the pen. She penned it. And, uh, but it was an amazing scenario. Um, she, she helped me to bring it all out, bring the story out, but it's been able to help individuals, you know, it's been um, able to help individuals get past that point and understand that if I can do it, that they can do it as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for being our very first 
male guests on the show. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening again. Remember to hit subscribe, share this uh, broadcast out with your friends. And you know how I like to end each show. Until next time, remember when we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Make sure to visit our website, www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com, where you can become a member of our growing community and get great content for your life and business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are your strategic partners to grow your business.